Hello and welcome to another episode of the Endeavor podcast and video show. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Jason Breitkopf. Once again with me is Marvin Vilma, college counselor, former college admissions officer, and former independent school student. Hey Marvin, how you doing? Doing well. Thank you so much for coming back for another episode. Thanks for having me. And the reason we have Marvin with us today is that this is another one in our series on high school admissions. And today we're going to be talking about uh, two things kind of simultaneously, the school visit and the parents' role in the process. So one of the things we've been talking about in the last couple of episodes is the different types of visits you can do. We've talked a lot about going to open houses, uh, visiting schools, but let's talk about the process once you've decided to apply to a particular school. Um, what, are you, what is a student or a parent looking for when they visit the school? So when visiting a school, I think what most people want to see is students in action. What are students doing when they're out of class? Are they hanging out in the lounge? Um, maybe even popping in on a class and watching a teacher in action is always a really great experience. Just to get an idea of, is this going to be a good fit for my kid? Um, and for the student, you know, is this going to be a good fit for me? Now, I have lived in California, and I've lived here on the East Coast, both in New Jersey and Massachusetts. And while schools on the West Coast, especially California, tend to have that very typical outdoor environment where the lockers are outside and yeah. the school's kind of deconstructed, schools in the Northeast or any place where there's weather tend to be a single building. Right. A high school is a single building, all the classrooms on the inside. Uh, many, though, independent schools can be multiple buildings. Yeah. Is observing the campus in action or identifying how the campus differs from your local public high school a big factor in your opinion? I think so. Um, not that I've had the New England independent school tour experience, um, but I can think back to the time when I was actually applying for jobs and I went on a tour with a student and it, it makes you feel like you're a part of a college campus, that there's excitement about learning, that there's intellectual curiosity, that there's a buzz on campus that a student might not find at their local public school. Um, so I think there is a difference. And again, not every uh, independent school or parochial school is like that. For example, not too far from where I live, there are two very different parochial schools, uh, Bishop Fenwick High School and St. John's Prep. Bishop Fenwick has a giant single building. It looks very much like most public high schools I've been to in the Northeast, where St. John's Prep has that independent school feel of more like a campus with multiple buildings, each with their own um, uh, focus, whether it's the humanities building or the science building or the gym. Um, so when you're looking at schools, whether it's boarding or regular day school for independent, um, what are some things you to look for on campus? So actually, um, you just reminded me of something that for some students, particularly in the New England area, who are thinking about independent schools with athletics in mind, visiting the gym facilities are actually quite important. Um, whether it's the ice rink or you know the soccer fields, because you want to know what you'll have access to um, for your after-school programming. But apart from that, what I would encourage folks to look for is, um, you know, what type of classroom space do they have? Are the science lab fully equipped with materials to do experiments? Um, what type of space do students have when they're not in class? whether it's lounge space or space outdoors. One of the things that I really liked about Nobles is that there was um, this 
I don't know what I would call like an alcove outside for seniors where they would have hammocks during the spring where they would just hang out and um, you know play games when they weren't in class so looking for things like that that are both what are the academic spaces for students but also what are those not academic spaces for students uh, can be a pretty compelling reason to apply to one of these independent schools. So you're talking about hammocks and, and, and spaces for students. Let's talk about probably the most important space for students at boarding schools, which are the dorms. Mm -hmm. What should parents and students look for if they're able to tour a dorm building or the dorm facilities, plural? Yeah, so obviously the rooms are important, how big the rooms are. Um, but I think on top of that, what do students have access to in their residence halls? So some schools will have study spaces in the dorms. Uh, some schools won't, especially schools that have libraries that have later hours. Um, how close are faculty to the students? Um, typically, a boarding school will have uh, apartments where, st where faculty members will live in very close proximity to students. If that's not the case, you might want to ask that school why that isn't the case, um, because you want to know that your student is safe, that they have access to an adult if they need it. Um, Another important thing on a boarding school campus is medical facilities. How late are the medical facilities open? Who's gonna be on staff if a student happens to get hurt uh, after hours and things like that. So in terms of all of this, we've been talking a lot about the experience on campus. Um, from more of a parent perspective in, in visiting schools, um, what is the difference between what a parent might be looking for and what a student might be looking for when they're visiting a high school, high school campus. campus. Yeah. I don't know that there's a difference. I think when I was looking at schools, my parents and I both had in mind the same thing. We wanted a school where I would have access to resources. Um, I think my parents were a little bit more focused on the academic resources, so what was in the classroom, the lab space, you know, the Harkness tables where we would all sit around the table and discuss literature. Um, I was interested in that, but I was also interested in the resources to start a club. Um, were there spaces on campus for that? Resources to play sports. Um, I ran track in high school, so where would we do that? Um, and things like that. So I, I actually think that my parents and I agreed that the most important thing was a school where I would be able to explore my many interests uh, on campus, but also, if not on campus, have access to opportunities off campus, whether that was through um, internships. So my school was big on providing summer internships and academic year internships for students. So there can be a whole plethora of things, but for the most part, I think I was on the same page with my parents. One thing I want to make folks aware of, when you're visiting a, a high school, that's an independent school or parochial school, whether it's a day school or boarding, is that this is a high school and the students on campus, if you're, especially if you're visiting during the time of the year where there are students uh, on campus having classes, etc., uh, is that it is a high school. It's not like a college campus where you're working with uh, an environment where the students are all adults. So when, if you are used to visiting a college with some of your students, your children, 
You might feel comfortable walking around interacting with students. Be careful of interacting with high school students. They are underage, and some of the rules about uh, just wandering campus would be different. Like I've spoken with several of our other college counselors, whether it was uh, Allison Burr or Dr. Wanda Montanez in previous episodes that have already posted. Please check them out. Uh, and they've talked about visiting the college campus and just wandering around and taking it all in. I, I don't know if you'd want to do that yeah. when visiting a high school campus. Yeah, you, you don't want to do that on a high school campus, um, primarily for security reasons. Um, typically, I think most schools will have a tour guide guide a family through the campus during their visit. So you will have the opportunity to see campus um, with you know, a member of the school community. Right, and that is the same that we've talked about in our previous discussions of touring and visiting college campuses, but one of the things that we've always talked about when with those college campus visits is just heading out on your own. You know, I know that I've done this when I visited schools for work, whether it was Tufts or Harvard or, you know, schools like that, where after Merrimack College in, uh, in Massachusetts, where after the conference or the, the experience where I was there for my work, a lot of us just wander around campus chatting people up, visiting the bookstore, visiting uh, the cafeteria, grabbing a bite, and that's not the same at a high school campus. Please don't do that. <laughs> Please don't just wander a high school campus, uh, campus if, if you are not uh, as a part of an official event or on an official tour. Um, like Marvin just said, security. These are high school students. They're kids. They're not, they're not adults. Please be careful about that. Um, so is there anything else that you wanted to talk about in terms of uh, when parents and students, whether it's before the application process has begun or during the application process about visiting campus. Things to look out for, questions to ask, things that are important that most people miss. I think before the application, um, it's really important for family members to meet the admissions staff. And I think that's really easy to miss at an open house where there are, you know, 30, 40 families, and you don't want to feel like an inconvenience um, kind of stepping out and introducing yourself to an admission counselor. But I think it's important. It's important because you want them to know that you're interested, but also it's important because you want to see how that person represents the culture of that institution. So when you ask them questions, you know, what is the feel that you get? Do you feel like it's homely? Do you feel like it's a place that would really welcome your student? Um, so that's kind of one point that I would make on that. And I think where independent schools differ in their admission process than colleges is that when they're applying to high school, they're accepting a whole family. They're not just accepting the student. And so um, I, maybe we'll talk about this in a bit, but having the parents kind of be on the same page as the student is very important during the visit. And I agree with you. We're going to talk about that in our next episode, which is on... Uh, the interview, which is an important part of the admissions process that we uh, hinted at in a previous episode. So I think we're going to wrap it up right here and then uh, take it up again in the next episode. So thank you so much for listening and or viewing if you're watching us on YouTube. Please feel free to uh, leave us a comment, share and or like uh, the episode, and subscribe so you can get new episodes uh, as soon as they come out, whether on YouTube or in your favorite podcast app. Um, if you want to communicate with us, the, leaving a comment in iTunes or someplace like that is really good. But the best way to reach out and talk to us is on our Twitter feed, at EndeavorPod. And that way, you know, I get a notification as soon as someone comments, and I will follow up right away with a response. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, 
let's keep learning.